Hello and welcome to the Impact Dynamics podcast. I'm Andy Little. My name is Rusty. We are uh, like, you know, talking about reloading, shooting, rifles. And tonight we're talking about reloading, but you already said that you stole my line. Let's get out of here. I'm off. You. Mash director, mate. Mash director. <laughs> Hello, Andy. Oh. Hooray. 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 <laughs> Hope that's enough. We need your vote. Now we've caught up to where we are on the podcast. All right, go on back. Roll the outro. <laughs> All right, I came back under duress. Yeah. Andy, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Doing pretty well. Good. You know. Josh, you're here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not talk to Josh tonight. Match our energy, please. <laughs> Come on. I'm here. Better? <laughs> um, yes. No, no, actually, that was worse. No, turn it down. Um, go back. Yeah, turn yours off. All right. <laughs> Andy, Andy, this is what we call a bank show. This is a show that we have recorded. Make like bank. Previously. <laughs> Speaking of which, sponsored by the Bearded Chap tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get onto that later. Um, but uh, we're doing this because you're away. You're away working. Yes. Tell us how it's going. <laughs> uh, probably by the time this is played, it's going really poorly. Okay, great. Good to hear. Good nah. to hear. So we, uh, we, I'm not going to ask you about your week or anything like that because it's all outdated. Mm. But tonight we wanted to sort of wind the clock back on our reloading journey. Yeah, okay. And talk about um, re- reloading. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. Yeah, how we got into it, how we sort of learnt about it, yep. discovered it, all that sort of thing. So to take, take me all the way back. What mm-hmm. sort of put reloading on your radar? Not even before when you started doing it. What, yeah. what alerted to you the fact that it could make you your own ammunition? I think I think at the time my only centerfire I had at the time was a two seventy. Yep. Winchester. And um at the time I was like, I'm punching through a lot of ammo. Mm. I need to make this cheaper. Okay. And we all know reloading is cheap. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. I think I, th- that, I thought this topic would come up at some point. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's sprung its head up early. That's it. So we'll just debunk that myth straight away. Okay. Well and oh, no, no, we'll We'll get into that. We'll provide some clarity around true, that. Because true. Because you are right, relearning can be cheaper. Can be, yes. Can be. Um, okay, anyway, sorry. So you you were spending all the money. Yeah, yeah. So I, I um wanted to just sort of make it cheaper, more affordable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've always had that sort of inquisitive mind of how does this stuff actually fit together and work? What can I tinker with? What can I play with? Um, this is why we don't let you near the uh, podcasting. Uh, that's desk. right. <laughs> Things go bad. Stay, stay there. Yeah, I will. <laughs> stay. Um, so that was that was interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like sort of figuring out how things work. Um, but I think for the start, it was a cost a cost thing. You know, punching two seventy rounds downrange, trying to yep. make a sport a barrel shoot back on your you uni. Know, yeah. Or an apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think that was the main drive. And I had a um a common friend we both know. Yep. Um who sort of a previous host of this podcast, you might say. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming we're talking about the same person. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Andrew Noble. Oh, he was involved a little bit. Okay. Yes, yes, yep. yes. Um He was he was connected. One of the people. One of the people. Yep. yep. Ryan. And oh, you're talking about Ryan as that's well. That's it. Yeah. That's the one. Um so Okay. He, he showed me sort of the basics and, mm-hmm. and you know, taught me, you know, how do you get into it. This so that, is, that's sort of like you go along to their place and you sort of help them yeah. load. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Or did it. he help you load? He helped me load. Oh, wow. So, He's one of the real nice ones then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I've carried that tradition as well with a few people. Okay. <laughs> but sure. anyway. Whatever. Um, we digress. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was like, oh, yeah, if you want to get into reloading, come yep. around, I'll show you some stuff and we'll we'll make up some ammo for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Yeah, he, he and back then it was real basic. It was yep. you know single stage press. You're using balance beam and a and a, a throw. Powder thrower. Powder thrower. That's yep. the one. Um, and it was nothing too fancy. It was mm-hmm. if it fits in the chamber and it you know does all the does the normal things. Goes bang. Primer yep. up the ass and yep. powder in the in the guts and uh, yep. Put a projectile in the top. Yep. And point the way we go. The way you go. Yeah. So back then it was it was very basic, but at that time, basic is just what you needed. Like, sure. Because there's, you know, as you know, it's a massive rabbit hole once you get into it. Mm. And when you're starting out, I feel like if you pump someone with a lot of reloading information, it's just like, oh god, this is (laughs) there's too much to go. This is way too much. So yeah, um, kept it basic for a while. I just Mm -hmm. needed to save a bit of money, have a play around, and um, so you reloaded with Ryan for a little while. For a little bit, yep, yep. yep. Used his gear for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, well, when I say a while, it was like, I can't really remember. 14 years. (laughs) (laughs) Still using it. Still going, still Um, going. No, I think it would have been about six months. Okay. um, But I wasn't shooting as much back then, so, you know, a bit of loading lasted me a while. Um, And then I was straight onto Gumtree, eBay, looking up secondhand sort of stuff. Yep. And um, picked up uh, RCBS – Rock Chucker, like a real old school press, mm-hmm. um, single stage. And it was just like a, you know, full starter kit, RCBS. And uh, the guy was selling it because um, I think he was upgrading. So he, yep. yeah, just getting rid of this full kit. And I was like, perfect, that will do me. Mm. Little did I know I needed a lot more <laughs> to go with that, but that's all right. Yeah, mm. okay. All right. And I've still got all of that stuff today. Yeah, right. I'm still using the same gear. Still, well, yeah. Lots well, of the same gear. Still okay, got we'll, the we'll, stuff, get in, we'll get but, into that. We'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. How did you how did you kick off? Well, I was much the same. I was shooting a fair bit and wanted to save some money. Mm. But on top of that, I also wanted to learn how to reload, like yep. for the sake of reloading. I was working part-time in a gun shop, yep. quite interested in the hobby and and, yep. and kind of wanted to get all aspects mm. of uh of what's going on. So mm-hmm. I uh I was at a gun shop on Thursday nights. Uh, and it was often, you know, sometimes it was quiet mm-hmm. and on those times it was quiet, uh, the guys there would teach me to reload. Yeah, so yeah. they had sort of a very, very basic reloading set up out the back. Yep. Yep. Uh, you had a, yeah, again, balance beams, uh, powder thrower, uh, basic, it was rock chucker actually, I think as well. Yep. Uh, and so, and there was a couple of dies there. So I think my first loads are two to threes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And uh, a gentleman by the name of Milan, I was working mm-hmm. with. He was a, uh, he'd shot sort of on the world stage for Benchrest. Oh, so cool, cool. The, the guy could reload yeah, yeah. quite well. Yep. And so he taught me. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be fair, there's probably about three or four people in the room, yeah. sort of over the course of a couple of weeks, who would give me some props here and some ideas and some info and stuff. And yep. so I, I was very fortunate. I got a pretty sound understanding of reloading pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And so I remember making the ammo. I was very nervous the first time shooting my 23. I don't know if it was the same yeah. for you shooting your 270. Yep. But that first time, you're like, I created this. <laughs> this probably won't go well. Yeah. And this this goes bang. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, but I was super conservative, as you should be when you yes. start. Yep. You, you're at the, the base like mm-hmm. level of powder. Uh, and I went out and shot it and it worked. Like you shoot the first round and you're like, oh, really nervous, really tense. And you're like, bang, you're like, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then. <laughs> Why can't and then, I lift my boat? <laughs> <laughs> and and so everything worked well. Put the next and, and then I shot some groups and those groups shrunk from like a good yeah. sort of inch and a half down to like under an inch. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, wow, this reloading thing mm. 
more accurate. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. This is good. So then I looked at the the price, you know, the costing thing. Mm. Uh, same as you. You're trying to bring that cost down, and you're like, yep. okay, I can, I can, I can reload mm. for less. And the more you reload, depending on how much you sink into your upfront, but the more you yep. reload, the cheaper it gets. Yep. Obviously, that's that's general general uh, logic on that. Um, because you might spend a thousand dollars on your setup, mm-hmm. and then so for each load you produce, it's proportioned over a, a larger quantity. Yep. And so. Um, I was like, okay, this is good. But then you, I was reloading to keep it cheap mm-hmm. and it worked well. And yeah. honestly, it worked well for, for the, you know, the equivalent 22 to 50 was one of the things I loaded for a lot. Mm-hmm. And for the ammo that I was making versus the ammo I was buying, it was probably about 60% the price. Yeah. Yeah. You know, factoring brass and all those mm-hmm. sort of things. Mm. And I'm like, this is, this is good. I, yeah, can, I, I can, can load twice as much. Yeah. <laughs> I can shoot more. This yeah, is yeah. Uh, excellent. And then I, I thought I better buy my own gear, mm. and I went in with um, the idea of buying. Well, his his. I'm curious to know how you went with this. You said you bought it a lot of eBay, but you bought a kit effectively. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of went in knowing what I wanted mm. to a degree because I'd I'd been reloading at work mm-hmm. for months. Months and months, and loaded probably yeah, several hundred rounds. And yep. I'd, I'd even go in like on days when I wasn't working to use the gear to work to Dedicated. reload. Yeah, because, yeah. well, there's only so much you can reload <laughs> yeah, on the it. clock as as I'm learning. Yeah, so yeah. I'm allowed to sort of do a bit while I'm working. Yep. And then that hits a point where you're like, all right, you've learned what you're learning here. <laughs> uh, now you should be working. So did you, I, did you just get paid all day to make your own ammo? <laughs> I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> that was a few sessions here and there yeah, where yeah. that did, That's which it. was good, which was beneficial because I got to learn. And then mm. I thought I'd better go in on my own time and but yeah. use the gear. Yeah, and for that sure. Was, that was excellent. So then I, I pieced together what my kit was. So yeah, I was yeah. able to buy the press and, and bought mm-hmm. everything separately. Okay. So I didn't end up with anything. Well, I didn't think I was going to end up with anything that I wasn't going to use. Mm. 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 Little little did I know. <laughs> um, but that's one of the things with the kits. Like how how is your experience in buying effect, what was effectively a kit from day one? Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a um, the, the press. Um I got dies. Can't remember where I got dies from, but for some reason, I think I've got like four sets of Winchester, like two seventy dies. <laughs> you know, just trying different stuff. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. So the press, the powder thrower, the balance beam. And then I had some lube rolly pads. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did I have? Some funnels and some other little bits and pieces. Um, yep. I think I used the lube pads once or twice, and then okay. I was, and then I was like, nah, straight onto the spray. Just oh, don't have time to be. You know, doing each. Yeah, each I'd much case. prefer to spend my time getting out stuck cases. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. I've only had one stuck case. That's yeah, one too many. Well, hasn't <laughs> happened again. <laughs> <laughs> and do you still use a spray? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got the. Bleep that out, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording now. Stop recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, uh, so I use the like. We'll, so talk, we'll talk about the spray later. Later. Anyway, okay. Carry, carry, right. carry back on. Um, so yeah, there's there's definitely been like a progression of okay that kit stuff and it's real basic and mm. and that initial cheap investment has just grown and grown and grown as yep. as you do and as we delve deeper into precision and accuracy and mm. you know, making things more precise and accurate precise and accurate <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is good yeah, yeah. Oh, I've yeah. got a big vocabulary weary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're doing well. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's like instantly that's going to be a TikTok. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, okay, it's, good. It's just 
you know, you grow as, as you reload more so, and you learn more, you, you grow. Do, do you remember? I don't, actually, I'll tell you. So, so when I, when I started actually buying my own gear, I bought a rock chucker. Yep. I bought, uh, the Hornady, um, auto charge, mm. uh, because I wanted that straight up. Yep. And then I bought all the, the various bits and pieces. Yep. Um, and in hindsight, in hindsight, I remember thinking six months after or so, I'm like, I probably should have just bought a kit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You know, because there was things in the kit. I'm like, oh, balance beam. <laughs> I'm not old enough to worry about having to use them. Yeah, yep. um, and in hindsight, it was good to have a balance beam. I bought one mm-hmm. afterwards because I'm like, it's good to be able to cross check. Yes. Yep. To have something that you can check things against uh, that you know is really solid. Mm-hmm. And so I've always always had a, a balance beam somewhere on the in the reloading kit since. Yeah. Um, yep. Good point. Yeah. And so I, I actually there's probably a, there's probably not enough in a in a what's the word? There's not enough of those little bits and pieces in a kit that you don't use at all. Mm. Um, that is not worthwhile. I yep. think I've, I'm, I'm struggling with English. Josh, press well, the English button so I can speak better. I'll, what I'll I'm saying better. is that the, the <laughs> that was it. Um, <laughs> there's there's stuff in a kit that you get that you think, oh no, I'm probably not going to use that, which is yep. which is fair enough. But I, I sort of found that actually some of those bits I did want yeah, yeah. Um, later on anyway as backup. But wh- what did you replace quickly? Is there anything in, in what you purchased in a kit you're like, ah, that's out of here. I'm moving on so straight away. Yeah, so I think I think the first thing first thing was a scale. Uh, yep. So went from the balance beam to a, a small Digital. battery. Yep battery digital scale. Um, and this goes back to, I'm glad I had the balance beam because mm. I think I've touched on this in a previous episode, like after a year or I don't know how long it was, but I found that the my little battery scale, as the battery was depleting. The, it, yeah, my, the accuracy um, was depleting. Yeah, and, and my loads were changing. Like mm. what it said I had isn't what I actually had and it was good. I did have the balance beam because I could cross-reference. Yep. Um, and every now and then I'll do that with my Hornady, uh, sorry, my RCBS um, dispenser. Like just yep. check it, you know, oh, yeah, sweet, that matches up. Um, that was the first thing I replaced was the scale. And then I think uh, so I had another mate who was getting into loading. Mm-hmm. And when we went halves in a well, – I, I ended up buying a media tumbler first for cleaning. Mm-hmm. And then he started getting into loading and we bought a ultrasonic cleaner. Mm-hmm. Now I use a stainless steel mm-hmm. media tumbler. Okay. So just how you progress. Just how you progress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, the the scales was the first thing I upgraded. And then I reckon, what did I do next? I'm, I'm not, not sure. That's I don't why know. I'm asking. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a feeling the, the, the next major thing I got was the auto dispenser. Okay. Yep. yep. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That's one of the. I think that's one of the early things that, that mm. changes it significantly pretty quickly. Mm. Oh, I did get a trimmer in the kit. In the mm. old school ones, you put the, the brass in, you do yep. it up, and then you got the thing you slide in. That that was so painful. <laughs> that was really painful. I was able to get my drill on the end at one point. Yep. Sped it up, but still. Yeah, now now I've got the the Lyman thing, and you just. Push it. Push push it. What do you do? Oh yeah. 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 That again? quick. Last time. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Good. So, you have to do each time three times or? Yeah. Nye, 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 nye. <laughs> that was four. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. So, no, right, I, think, I think, yeah, you, you find very quickly in your process of reloading mm. what slows you down. Okay. And, um, yeah, there are faster and better and more accurate things out there that mm. can speed up your, your process, but they 
Yeah, well, let's, let's talk about the dollars of it because yeah. we, we both cited initially that, that money was a reason to get into real estate. Mm, yep. And now we both uh, we both giggled about the fact that money was a reason to get into reloading. But let's yeah. just, just sit back on that for a second because, um, yeah, I was able to produce stuff at a significantly reduced price, yep. like for like. Mm. Now, that's where I think a lot of people sort of misjudge this conversation where you're talking about – so uh, talking about like for like. Yep. And so – you look at basic factory ammo, yep. and yeah, you can reload basic factory ammo cheaper yep. than um, than yeah than factory ammo. That's press that English You're button again. Spot <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. So you can produce the same ammo for a lot less money. Yep. Uh, with that, and that's taking out taking out the concept of the idea of the, the sunk cost into the equipment. Yep. But you're going to stretch that equipment potentially, depending if you bought good gear or not, mm. over 20, 30 years. Yep. Right? So that's going to become relatively negligible. Yep. And so you're able to do that. But what we tra- what we tend to do, mm. we start reloading because we're getting into match shooting and competition shooting or long-range shooting. We start needing yep. more accuracy. Mm. That slows down the process. That means there's more steps involved, so it yep. takes longer. We also start to buy more uh, – start to buy high-quality gear. That's it, yep. But then we look at that. Like, let's, I don't know. What's a packet of 308 ammo worth? I haven't bought – Okay, no one I think six. Josh, can you look up what a packet of 308 Federal 150 soft points is worth? Let's let's go with something real basic, right? Because what you start to do is you start to compare the ammo you're producing. Mm. Wait, no, neither of us are producing 308 ammo. Anyway, no. <laughs> you, you start you start producing that ammo. That's, that's yep. what I was producing, but yep. I was you know, I was I was making 168 grain Amax yep. ammo, and you and you start doing that, and you start. Getting the, the powder nice, and you start running lapial cases, and you're doing mm. all these things, and then you start looking at that price compared to. See, the first website that comes up for a twenty pack mm. is thirty nine sixty. Thirty nine sixty, right? So you start looking at that, you're like, I could just buy a factory ammo cheaper. Good, yeah, right. Because by the time you look at lapial brass and those, mm. you know, projectiles would be equivalent of one sixty eight ODs. You're mm-hmm. talking nearly a dollar projectile. Yep. You're talking depending on how you break down your your brass, but you're effectively. Two bucks a reload, yep. you know, fancy sort of level. You know, I could buy factory ammo cheaper, but we're yep. not talking like for like there. No, we're not, we're, yep. yeah, we're talking real basic point and shoot on the pigs, mm-hmm. perfect ammo, great ammo for that mm-hmm. versus competition ammo that could, you know, shoot out to 1200 oh, meters yep. really reliably. Yeah. Um, and so you start, you start then looking at, can you look up, uh, Josh, while you're there, um, 308 match grade 168 ammo, that's something on those lines. Maybe Hornady match mm. something along those lines. Let's get a price on that um, to put it in in perspective of what it costs you. Now you yep. might be able to buy it cheaper. Maybe we'll talk about sort of why you might not next, but that that starts changing that significantly. Mm. Got any results on that there, Josh? Just trying to find a website that has a price. Yep, that would be uh, very beneficial to the discussion. That's that's not one of them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good. Um. Mm. Okay, so for Hornady match 308, um, 168 grain, 20 rounds is $55 for a pack of 20. Is that, that LD or is that soft points? Uh, BTHP? Okay, yeah, let's try and find the ELDs because BTHP is a, a little bit right. Some match ATIPs. Yeah, oh, some match ATIPs. No, let's go with ELDs. Let's yep. not confuse the poor boy. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> But that was a fifty-five, so that yeah. is what another uh, another fifty percent price yep. increase or, or thereabouts, forty percent. Mm. Um, uh, 
and so that's now, you know, you start looking at the price. You're like, okay, that's I'm not I'm not making the forty dollar box ammo. That's it, yeah. I'm not even probably even making the fifty five dollar box ammo. All right, we have Hornady three oh eight ELD match one sixty eight grain. Yep. Or three oh eight, yeah. Is seventy seven ninety five for a twenty pack. There we go. Gone up. Seventy seven bucks. Yeah. That's what you actually what? gotta compare the ammo to. Yeah, what was it? Thirty something? Thirty eight dollars or thirty six dollars or something yep. like that. To seventy to seventy seven, right? Yeah. So you're that's producing a big Potentially $77 ammo, mm. potentially, uh, probably closer to that $55 mark. Yeah, that's it. At a ballpark. And so when, you, when you're talking about, oh, it's more expensive to reload, you've got to look at that. Like what are you yeah. learning? Plus you also get the benefit of tuning to your gun. When did you first learn about load development and tuning your load to your gun? Uh, miserably when I tried it with the 270 Winchester. <laughs> okay, early on. <laughs> I was early like – Oh, I tried a lot of stuff, like tried full-length sizing, neck sizing, mm-hmm. different projectile weights, different projectile brands, yep. the amount of powder, all of that, like seating depth. I, I got real into it. Yep. And I think it was – I can't remember when it was, but like it was a 270 Sporter barrel timber stock with a crack in it. <laughs> and <laughs> Is that a feature or is it no, pay extra? <laughs> yeah, I've still got it. <laughs> um, and – you know, some things worked well and it, it grouped well, but majority of the time it wasn't shooting well. And it wasn't until I bought my first 223 in Varmint Barrel um, and it was new yep. and I looked after it yep. and I was like, this is almost hole in hole. Yeah, right. And then I started, you know, getting into the 223 reloading because I was like, oh, 270 for that. So yeah. like, <laughs> let's start this journey again. Yeah. And, yeah, I was I was able to play with the load and really bring it in. Okay. Um and saw good results. So, yep. yeah, I'd say if you if you want to get into reloading and see results, try not to waste your time on a rifle that can't perform those results <laughs> to start with. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's an interesting point. Do you do you still reload? We're jumping here, but do you mm. still reload for the two seventy? Yeah, the, I should. On the occasion you yeah. shoot it, yeah. <laughs> yeah like if I, you were going to go, I don't out, have any ammo currently. Okay, but, but if you're going to go out and shoot goats yep. in in a couple of weeks, yeah. and you're going to take the two seventy because you're walking around yep. and. Yep. yep, you'd reload for it. Yeah, I've still got the data and everything for it. And yep. you, you'd probably be able to do that pretty economically, pretty ch- quick and pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. I so guess, I guess that sort of ties in back. Like it depends on your on your purpose. Like if mm, you're if you're just reloading, obviously. you know, short range pig or or goat sort of hunting ammo, yep. um, compared to match ammo, like those reloading processes for me are completely different. Okay, that's interesting. It's like yep. I will not spend nearly as much time or processes or effort. Yeah. In the in the bulk pest control ammo, then I will match ammo. Absolutely, and that's yeah. I guess that's where you get your price comparison mm. from. Mm. Mm. And I think yeah, that's a ba- back to our, our dollars point of view. Mm. Like yes, it is. It can. Like the, the gag is that it ends up being more expensive reloading because you just keep buying equipment and you buy yep. stuff and yep. you make things. But there's uh, and then then also the the components you buy, you're mm. buying at a much higher tier, as we sort of shown with that comparison Definitely. of a seventy seven dollar pack of ammo and a thirty six or thirty eight dollar yep. pack of ammo. Yep. And so you're buying more nicer components, which are on par with that mm. match ammo. Mm. What it, what I do want to come back to from a price point of view is there is certainly a relationship between a price of equipment. And speed of production definitely at at quality. Yep. So to break that down a little bit, I guess you can you can spend more money on on particular pieces of equipment mm-hmm. that will still maintain a very high level of precision, mm-hmm. but do it quicker. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I've got a garage trimmer that is probably the single piece of uh, reloading equipment that I bought that has sped up the process. Yeah, 
yeah, you're looking at me very jealous. Oh, bastard. And <laughs> and and rightly so. Yeah. Um, but that was not that was not cheap. Mm-hmm. It is also extremely consistent mm. with its with its trimming. And uh, and so you're paying that balance where you're paying good money. Same with the the uh, auto tricklers. Yes. So um, they're they're expensive. We've yep. done we've done the tests against my Hornady Pro, which runs pretty well, mm-hmm. um, versus an auto trickler, and the auto trickler does it in about half the time. Yeah, that's it. And more consistent. Yep. But it costs a lot more money, mm-hmm. like a significantly amount more money. Yeah, yep. like four times the price. That's it. And so. You, you have that balance of yes, you can speed things. You can you can make amazing ammo for not mm. a lot of money. Yeah, but it takes time. Yeah, takes time. Takes you know measuring that the balance beam and, and um, a good mate of mine, um, Dan. He he makes extremely good ammo, mm. very rudimentarily, very 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 rudimentarily. Um, Thanks. <laughs> very <laughs> through basic raw means. <laughs> And uh, and you know uses the balance beam mm-hmm. and, and does all the all the stuff, but the ammo is so good, yeah, because he spends time, time. producing it, yeah, and and hasn't you know doesn't throw the money into the equipment to mm. make up that time, just enjoys the process mm. and sits there with a the coffee in hand and makes makes it go. Mm. Um, and so yeah, there is there is a balance there. Whereas if your time you consider your time to be more valuable, yeah, yeah. you don't enjoy the process so much, uh, then you you throw money at it and you can produce that ammo quicker. Mm. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because that sort of ties back to a little bit of my work and you can throw it into a lot of other situations. you got mm-hmm. time, cost and quality. Yep. You can only choose two. Yeah. So you can make – like with my 223, when I wanted to make vomiting rounds, I could make them really quickly and really cheap, but the quality would be terrible. Yeah. Like straight out of the thrower, seed it, done. Let's get into it. Yep. I think I didn't even clean the ammo, just resized it, popped a primer, <laughs> new primer straight back in, and yep. it was quick yep. um, and cheap, but quality wasn't there where if you want quality, then it's going to be time and money. Time or money. Time or money. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, or, you, can, yeah. You, you don't have to choose. You can choose all three. You can. But, but they build up in the middle. The yeah, Venn diagram intersects the three. But, you, yeah, choosing choosing two is, mm. is a balance unless you throw all three at it. That's it. Yeah. I, so I understand where you're trying to go with it. It's a balancing point. It definitely it is. is. And, um, yeah, I think I used to – well, I've gone full <laughs> circle now with my two, two, three. Okay. Done so, doughies. Yeah, yeah. I've been throwing it around, you know. <laughs> That's – um. So when I first got it, I reloaded it, like reload for it. And I was like heaps into like the trying the ammo, trying different projectiles, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a one in 12 twist. So I couldn't play with it too much. Yes. Okay. Um, yep. And then I got, and then I just started buying factory ammo for it. Mm-hmm. And then I got into, uh, I got a new barrel for it. So it was a one in eight, I believe, uh, hoping that I'd buy factory 69 grain ammo. Mm-hmm. Because I'd worked out it's not worth my time reloading the 223 for that ammo. Um, that's yep. where like a, a time cost thing comes into it. Yeah, I'd spend the time it. on my 6.5 and my 6 mil um, and not so much for my 223. But now I can't buy 69 factory ammo or what I wanted in bulk. Yeah. So <clears> now I'm back to reloading it. So yes. Um, I was doing the exact same thing with my 223. Was we're buying that yeah. that OSA um, or Buffalo River, yep. whatever whatever brand it came out under. Yep. 69 grains, Sierra Match Kings in yep. the 900 pack. Yeah, and I was like, let's go, let's they, and run they, that. They, they smashed it in my uh, in yep. my setup really really well. Mm-hmm. Can't get them now. Yep. So, so now I'm back to reloading it. I just lent my gun to someone else. Yeah. <laughs> 
Hey, that, that works too. <laughs> that was an easy solution. <laughs> mm. Buy a calibre that's plenty available. <laughs> that that will do it as well. Mm. Nice. And so your your process have obviously changed over the years yes. pretty significantly. Tell us about a couple of the key significant changes that's happened, what you do. Yeah. Um, so I reckon I've gone to I've gone to neck sizing. Oh, sorry. I've gone to bushing, bushing die sizing. Uh, and that's been able to, I guess, prolong the failure of my brass. Mm-hmm. So being able to control that neck. Prolong the life, maybe? That one. <laughs> Press <laughs> the English the, button. Prolong the failure. <laughs> Dum, da, da, da. Oh, back on Who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great, though. Um, so that's that's been good, just being able to play with that neck tension and, and get it all consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other big one would have been annealing. Okay. So. I noticed a massive difference from when I wasn't annealing and just the seating the bullets and the project seating the projectiles, like just feeling the difference between not annealing and then annealing them all and getting heaps lower SDs and um, extreme spreads. Mm-hmm. I'd say those two are the were the biggest ones. Yeah, the biggest changes. Yeah, mm. okay, very good. Yeah, as as I mentioned before, the trimming side of things is one of the biggest things. Yep. Not necessarily in performance, but just in time. That that yeah, other, other trimming options just took. I just don't trim. That'll solve, that'll solve it. Long-term solution right there. Um, uh, powder dispensers. Powder dispenser oh, has yes. been such a, a yes. game, game changer, mm-hmm. uh, lack of a better word, of um, mm. yeah, rather than powder throw. I still, so for a long time there, my 22 to 50, when I was shooting a lot of varmint sort of stuff, yep. I loaded my 22 to 50 completely on a Dylan. Yeah, right. Yep. And I would do batches of a 1,000 rounds. Nice. And it was bliss. It, mm. was, it was fantastic because – um, yeah, it was just like an hour, hour and a half, done. done. Ammo for the year, yep, done. Yep. And it was, uh, it was good. It was, it was convenient. It was easy. It was good enough. It was yeah. good enough to smack a fox in the face at three hundred meters. Yep, yep. Um, and you know, you you have a bit of variation on those uh, those rounds. Yep. But I wasn't trying to win comps. Still not yeah, trying yeah. to win comps, as you can <laughs> tell. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was really fine for that. Uh, what a fox at three hundred. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. Absolutely, sort of, <laughs> sort of the thing out. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so running progressive press for that mm. sort of thing was really good. Yep. Um, and then and then yes, the the I did actually one point I bought two auto dispensers oh, when okay. I was when I was shooting quite a bit. Um, two auto dispensers just sped that whole process up so much yep. more. Yeah. Um, Use the same count. You see the same check weights on both, yep. so they were they were balanced. Okay. And then being able to sort of have that powder is ready, loaded up. That powder is ready, loaded up. That powder, yeah, just just being yeah, able nice. to pump through it. Um, yeah. So a couple of uh, little tips from reloading from yourself, Andy. What have you? Mm. I know that you don't claim to be the best reloader out there. Neither <laughs> of us do. No. Um, but no doubt there's little things you've found that over the years that you've been reloading that you can pass on that either people can disagree with and Ooh. scream at the uh, – I was going to say radio, but we're not that old. Um, <laughs> what do people listen to this stuff yeah. on now? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Are their phone? Some sort of device? browser. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. People can scream in general at your disagreeing with your advice oh, or take it on board and be like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Putting me on the spot here. It's exactly right. Um. I try not to stress about the finer details, like, like just fill it up and scrape off the top, and then put the powder, <laughs> and then just a couple of taps. If it settles in, you're good. <laughs> right, um, let's, let's not do that. No, nah, as, as in, set yourself a, a goal and a plan, mm-hmm. and like, um, if you if you can't get your rifle shooting hole in hole, 
if that's not what you need it to do, yep. try not to stress. Like, yeah, know, yeah. it's a bit of that perfectionist sort of thing where, like, you have, you have to be, you have to be, you have to accept your capabilities and your rifle's capabilities. Mm. And this is where it ties back to the 270. I wasn't giving up on that thing and I spent a lot of time and money trying to get that thing to shoot. Yeah. And it's sort of, yeah, except where your skill in, in reloading and shooting and your rifle's capability. Yep. And, yeah, just try and work that out okay. for yourself. <laughs> All right. Good. You know uh, what I mean. I do. It's Yeah. I do. Yeah. I think I think you raise a really good point. I think that like your your purpose of use. I mean, same with buying yep. scopes, same with buying rifles, same yep. with sort of all these things. What you're trying to achieve. Mm. I think that um, Josh, have you got any inspirational music you can put on uh, underneath this? I'm sure we I, can do that in uh, th- in post. I'm sure we that can, can be do done. That in but post. there's sure some inspiration music coming through. Reloading is a journey, Andy. Oh, it definitely. is a journey, and uh, and you need to embrace the journey mm. and, and realize that it takes time. It's a, it's a, a, did did you want a hug? Is that what this is going to be? I'm embracing it. Keep going. Embrace the journey. Um, It it really is. And so some people, (laughs) I'm going to fill your cup. (laughs) (laughs) Now you're throwing me. Press the English button. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Wow, we got two that time. Um, But you, you continually learn. And it's it's one of those things where um, you can reload begrudgingly because you need ammo. Mm hmm. If you want to do, try and do it as quick as you can, as cheap as you can, as well as you can. Yep. But it is also an entire activity on its own. Yep, definitely. And you can – so, like, to your point, Mm. if what you need to do is PRS shoot, let's say, because it's the the thing we know best. Yep. Some might argue that, but Mm -hmm. that's apparently what we know the best. And, you know, do you need ammo that shoots 0.2 of a minute uh, maybe you do, but more likely is that you need to go out and practice a whole lot more than you do need to reload. Definitely. Mm. Uh, and so, fair enough. So that aside, that aside, your purpose of use aside, load for your purpose of use. But if you actually enjoy the activity that is reloading, the journey that it is, and yeah. the data that you can obtain, and the the challenges it brings outside of actually shooting, mm. shooting competitions or, sh- or hunting or anything, embrace it. And it takes time, and you, you, you know, I've, I've spent time, been fortunate enough to spend time and meet people who've been re- reloading for sixty years. Mm. That's when they started reloading, mm. and they just there's there this wealth of knowledge because they've made all sorts of mistakes and yep. not catastrophic mistakes. There's some basic safety stuff to understand, but they've they've tried things and they've they've played with stuff and they've bought this gear and tried that mm. gear and bought some cheap gear and found some of the cheap gear works extremely well. And they bought some expensive gear and found it also works extremely well. Yeah. And then bought some of either end and found it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And they've experimented. And it, it, in all honesty, a lot of people think of reloading as an ends to a means. Mm. Uh, of I just need ammo and I want it cheaper, as we've discussed, uh, which is which is fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But for for many others, reloading itself is half the fun. And that that uh, constant. Is that music still going? Good. Yep. Um, it, that constant discussion and, and learning and experimentation, data mm-hmm. collection, implementation, and then and then the reevaluation and all the other words that end mm-hmm. in Asian, um, continue to sort of pursue a goal of of, of getting better, getting yeah. more understanding. Yeah. And I think that um, yeah, much, much is lost that that people think. Uh, Reloading is just there so I can go shooting the next weekend. Yeah, yeah. Which is 
absolutely fine. If that's mm. all you want it to be, it's cool. But it's such a, a significant part of our hobby that it can be its own thing, almost in its own right. Oh, definitely. It's it's. It can be end music now. Not, don't put music on. Oh, bring, bring it back in. Here, <laughs> we, go. Music Here we go. Paused. Here we go. Some heavy metal. <laughs> Reloading is like a journey. <laughs> That's what I said. Get your own words. And the information for the mind and the soul. <laughs> <laughs> See, when I did it, people believed me. What does our podcast become? <laughs> Inspirational. <laughs> it is. It can be. Completely its own hobby. <laughs> I, I can definitely see how, you know, you get your engineers and your physicists and all those sorts of guys <laughs> who just really like to know how things work. I'm curious how many physicists, you know, <laughs> uh, six. Heaps. <laughs> they all follow most, me on Instagram. Most of my friends are physicists. <laughs> I can barely say the word. Well, if, you, if you like physics and chemistry yeah. and knowing how things go bang. Chemistry is different to physics, just so you know. Chemistry powder, bang, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, if you're interested Can you in make that, that a button of a <laughs> chemistry powder bang? <laughs> we, we will now. There will be we'll have something. Excellent. Thanks. Um, but, yeah, if you're just interested on in how that sort of stuff, I can see how people 100%. like yeah. reloading purely for reloading. Yeah. 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 I, I, I get it. I get it. Mm. We've gone very philo- philosophical. Ooh, not physicist. It's intense. <laughs> it is intense. Take a breather. All right. Well, you know what? Rather than taking a breather, we might wrap it up there. Yeah. Uh, there is lots in the reloading world, and we do we will delve back into this discussion mm-hmm. uh, when we can speak English again. Yep. It would appear, <laughs> but we've exhausted our ability to speak words this evening. That was close. Oh, it's right on the limit of that. <laughs> so wrap up. Cheers, Andy. Thanks Cheers. for talking about putting things in ammo.